welcome, 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 listeners. This is your Christmas podcast, your Christmas breakfast, released on Christmas Day. I know, mental, isn't it? It's not like we're recording it today, though, so <laughs> we're all eating <laughs> turkey and absolutely vegging out. So you are here with your Christmas host, the budget pedal chat, that's me. Uh, and you're here once again with uh, the festive Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Ho, 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 everybody. <laughs> we, uh, we're preemptively getting in the Christmas mood here, aren't we? We are. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, the, the issue is when uh, people are like listening to this in June, it's not going to feel as Christmassy to them. I know, but they should be listening now. They should be getting on this yeah. train right now. Um, so in in our build-up to Christmas cast, what have you been up to, Matt? This week, not that much. Um, we've got a gig coming up on Thursday where um, the band are going into a venue that we can't take the keyboards with. So there's some songs that we don't normally play that I've got to remember how to play by Thursday. So oh, damn. got a few a few songs to remember how to play, but it's it's all simple stuff. There's uh, bass, sex pistols, bit of the kinks. So it's it's all fairly chuggy whiffs. I love the kinks. I absolutely love them. I went through a little bit of a kinks phase um, earlier this year, actually. Um, log, I must have heard some log of kinks tuning an advert or something, and it just got me sparked off. So I went and bought like three or four different Kinks albums, and they're fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I love it. We only do we do um, the classics, obviously. So it's uh, all day and all of the night, and you really got me. Uh, the, the um, same, it's, ac- actually the same song, aren't they? I think aren't they yeah, the same key as well? Co- they're in the same key, but there's an extra chord in. Yeah. <laughs> there's an extra chord in one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got da 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 da. Da, 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 yeah. Da, 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 yeah, but yeah, there's not there's not a great deal <laughs> in it, is there? <laughs> no, um, and the solo is pretty much identical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our uh, who was it? It's um, it's is it Ray, Ray Davis? No, it's Dave Davis, isn't it? It's the brother. Oh, it, I, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, Ray's the singer. <laughs> Ray's the uh, right. He's he's the the face of the band, isn't he? The giant big yes. face. He's got. A, he has got a big face. <laughs> uh, Ray Davis. <laughs> um, but no, he's. Uh, I. I love the Kinks. Absolutely love them. So. Yeah. Um, have you they've been... always been a band? That... Yeah. They've always been a band that I've been a big fan of. Um, and like I say, when we when we have to throw an extra few songs in there because we haven't got much time to practice things like that, and the Sex Pistols are, are fairly easy to throw in because we've all played them in other bands at some point in our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they are quite. I mean, they're just kind of soaked in in the popular culture of Britain, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Like the the songs that you'll know and you don't know why you know them. <laughs> yeah, they've just been there forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there was one um, on a on an advert a couple of years back, and I was like, oh, I know that tune. I love that tune. Who is it? And it, it turned out to be the Kings. I think it was um, one of the ones off um, Village uh, Village Green Preservation Society. Um, Trying to think now. I'll... But yeah, it's... Oh, I love the Kings. Absolutely love them. Um, I've kind of sidetracked I... us already, haven't I? 
five minutes of just talking about the kinks. Um, <laughs> so what have I been up to this week? I've been a busy, busy young boy, haven't I? You have. Well, young. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> I've been getting the budget pedal ball rolling again uh, because I've taken a little time to um, to just focus myself on the on the cast and all that stuff really um and the the budget pedal chap stuff has fallen by the wayside a little bit um so i've i'm making a big push on the um on the youtube channel now so hopefully within the next couple of weeks you should be getting some quite um quite regular content i think fridays are the days to look out for them um i've got a couple of uh a couple of things um lined up for that one and as our good friend paul paul uh oh uh, paul farrell Farrell, yeah um he (laughs) expertly spotted on the on my instagram that one of them involves the tc mojo mojo which is a surprise i know it's it's a real surprise i thought If I'm gonna if I'm gonna do some YouTube content, I'll, I'll best uh, stick with what I know to start off with. <laughs> uh, and the um, <laughs> the TC Mojo Mojo is something that I definitely know. So yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything you're ever gonna know better than that, is there? No. Uh, yeah, I, I I dare say I know it better than myself. Um, but yeah, there's other things as well. So it's not just gonna be me talking for like 10 minutes at a time about how wonderful the Mojo Mojo is. Although it does get a a couple of mentions even when I'm not (laughs) supposed to. Um, But hey-ho, it's a wonderful pedal. Go and buy one. Go buy me one as well. Just just buy loads. (laughs) You've got three. What what could you possibly do with a fourth? Uh, Stack it somewhere, I don't know. (laughs) Run them concurrently. Have like a kind of a dual setup and and have two like one mojo going into one one mojo going into the other. so <laughs> the possibilities are endless okay yeah um and speaking of doing some videos this week our good friend mr andrew ferris the guitar geek he uh he posted up a um a, a video challenge on his uh on his youtube this uh this week um and that video challenge was a, a like a little guitar competition, uh, and he was after people playing over a Christmassy backing track, weren't he? He was. Um, and I uh, I accepted that challenge, um, and the uh, I, I've played something over the top of the backing track. You'll get to see. It. It's out on the twenty third, so it'll be out by the by the time this podcast airs. Um, it had me on the edge of my seat. I think if you uh, if you watch the video, you can you can see how um, it. I I am like nervous, and, and, and I'm actually <laughs> sat on the edge of a seat as well, which is quite brilliant. So yeah, I can't wait to watch this. I, um, I'm really excited for it now. Yeah, the uh, the competition prize is uh, some kind of guitar pedal, and I, I don't really care to be honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
if it, if I do end up winning it because my uh, my video is just hilarious, um, I'll I'll probably do uh, do something on my channel where someone else gets to win it as well. Um, but sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Um, by now it's too late for you to enter the competition. So sorry, guys. Um, but you might might be able to enter mine. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Um, but that's that's all I'm saying about that one. Um, so yeah, I've done that, done that. Um, but I also I've been looking forward to the new year as well, haven't I, Matt? I've been setting myself a new year, <laughs> New Year's resolution, um, a New Year's target. Yeah. So I thought I'm gonna get better at guitar this year. I'm not gonna just say it. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually get better at guitar. Um, and so the challenge that I've set myself. Um, I'm a really, really, really big Thin Lizzy fan. Um, I I absolutely adore the band, like even from their early rubbish stuff as well. I I actually like some of that. Um, all the way through to the the crazy metal uh, in, in the later days, the Thunder and Lightning stuff. Um, anyway, there was there's um, one Thin Lizzy song which I've been meaning to learn for for many many years. In fact, when I was at university, I asked uh, asked the guitar teacher there how to play it, and he just went, because <laughs> it gives you a load of confidence. Yeah, it's it? a tough one. Um, it's the song um, "Rose in Dub," a rock legend, aka Black Rose, the title track of the the Black Rose album. Um, it's probably about eight minutes worth of just. Irish guitar licks. Um, I learned recently that a lot of them are their traditional, uh, traditional Irish tunes. So like jigs and reels and and traditional Irish folk tunes uh, that have been kind of reworked to fit fit on the guitar. Anyway, the middle section is absolutely bonkers. It's. Uh, <laughs> It, yeah, it kind of doubles the speed of the song, and it's 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 just a full-on jig for about probably about a good minute and a half of just Gary Moore at his finest. So, yeah, that's my challenge for the year. It is now officially recorded, and I will that's probably now. Yeah, I'm not going to edit this bit out. Probably <laughs> Dep- <laughs> depends how brave I feel. Um, but yeah, yeah so you're that's my have challenge. Thousands of people that are going to be saying. This time next year, yeah. where, where's your where's your cover? Why isn't yeah. on your YouTube channel yet? Yeah, well, yeah. By that point, I'll uh, I'll go into hiding. <laughs> so it's all or nothing, isn't it? I'll, but somebody's going to say Black Rose. Yeah, and it, and you're just going to sit there and rock backwards and forwards. No more, please, no more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's my it's my challenge for the year. I figure even if I try and I still don't get it, I'm going to become a better guitarist. I think the aim pretty much is to sort my uh, sort my picking technique out because my picking is not very good. It's not very good at all, Matt. <laughs> um, I rely very heavily on my uh, on my left hand carrying the weight of the <laughs> the guitar play. Fair enough. Um, I'm quite the opposite. Give me a pick on my fingers and I'm fine. But if I drop a plectrum. Um... I can't make noise with my left hand and I can't make noise with my right hand and <laughs> I just I panic until I reach for the, the microphone stand where I've got picks either taped to it or in a microphone uh, in a 
clip holder. Oh, I um, some some many years ago, Ibanez were doing this kind of. It was like a sticky, um, sticky strip you stick on the top of your guitar that you can stick picks to. Um, yeah, I bought I bought one for me and I bought one for my friend as well, um, and we never used them, never not once. It's <laughs> it's still in the packet sat um, in my old bedroom at my mum's house. This is the the one reason I regret not having a strat anymore. It's because a strap pickup, if you loosen off the screws at the top, you can slide picks in the top of the scratch plate. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then if you drop, you can just stick your finger on it, pull it out, and keep playing. Whereas now I have to reach for the microphone stand because my scratch plate on the Cabernet is not big enough. Well, 2018 is going to be the year that you uh, you rediscover the strat, isn't it, Matt? Because <laughs> we figured out what it the problem well was. We figured out that you'd, uh, you were dialing it in all wrong. So... <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna make that we're gonna make that a reality. Um, yeah, I've got to pay off for Les Paul first. Yes, yeah. Oh, so that's uh, that's still going on then, because I know um, Andrew uh, his uh, Les Paul standard fell through, didn't it? It did, um, and I'm not picking up the same. Um, I'm not getting the blue one anymore. However, um, he has found another '90s studio. Um, Somebody, one of his mates, um, was selling it. Oh, wicked! And he messaged me, and he was like, "If you want, I'll pick this up. You can buy it off me, and I'll do do my do my thing to it." No, nice. so I said yes, of course. Yeah, he works magic, <laughs> so doesn't it, he? He does work magic. Yeah, so it, it'll get the guitar geek treatment. I think he's getting it in January, and then um, I'll yeah. get it whenever he's finished doing his magic. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get to see that on YouTube as well. Um, for those who don't follow um, Andrew's channel, the Guitar Geek at YouTube, honestly do. Um, he's one of the only people in this world who I will watch a 10-minute video of him just sanding a guitar because he makes it so entertaining <laughs> and so kind of... He draws you in with it so much. Um, you, you're emotionally invested in this uh, in this project with him. Um so yeah, go yeah. go watch that. That's our kind of our top pick of the the festive season. Go watch uh, definitely. Go watch Andrew. Go watch my YouTube channel as well. Go watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why I'm giving him all these free views. Um, yeah, so <laughs> because he's so good. Yeah, he oh he's he's better than me. He puts a lot more time and effort in. Um, he's he's got professional gear as well. Whereas I'm just recording on yeah. a crappy phone and it lo- it looks like it as a uh, <laughs> you got to start somewhere, haven't you? Anyway, you so I mean, I've got I've got um, uh, an admission to end up uh, what you've been up to is for this week. I've got an admission, Matt, um, and it's uh, it comes in the form of an apology to yourself. <laughs> Is this about a certain pedal that you were supposed to be building? It is about a certain pedal. I whipped out the soldering iron this week. Um, As you do. I know, yeah. Uh, and I've got my one working. I've got it into the, the enclosure and I've got it working and it was all wonderful. Come to get your one working and it's not so much. The LED lit up, <laughs> so it had power going to it, but... There you go. So it's 50% of the way there. You've got the light. Now I just need the sound. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. 
Um, and after some coercing, the uh, the jacks did go into the jack sockets. So <laughs> no one tells you how difficult it is to get electronic components into a into a little tiny box. No one tells you. It's bloody difficult. Are they not? It's, it's it's hard. And it's not. It's. Can you imagine trying to get it into a Moore size box instead of one of them? I I don't want to even think about that. <laughs> That's going to give me nightmares, Matt, that will. I won't be able to sleep Christmas night. I'll just be rocking. I'll, I'll stop talking about it. Yeah. And to be honest, the, the more stuff, I'm imagining imagining that it's done by tiny little robots, not even full-size robots, tiny little robots that, that kind of work their way into the enclosures and spread some magic ones and some glitter. And <laughs> I imagine that's how it works. I don't know. Ask your uh, your chap at the uh, the music shop that's local to you. He's he's sweet with Moor, isn't he? He is sweet with Moor, um, providing it's a pedal that was released five years ago. <laughs> hey, can knock him, but some of those pedals are good. Um, some of those pedals are good, but it would be nice to see something new. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you need to do is you need to look at the guitar press from five years ago. So you need to be a retrospective... Retrospective um, <laughs> coordinator of uh, guitar gear. Pick up some total re- total, total guitars and guitarist yeah. magazines from yeah twenty twelve. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I mean you get them cheap as well. I'll get on it. That's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, I mean I've I've faced faced defeat in the um, in the face of pedal um, pedal building at the moment. Um, but I'm not as uh, not as deflated as I thought I'd be. Um, I'm I'm kind of more kind of buzzed up about it and want to get onto it and and fix it and get stuff working again. So I'm um, I'm kind of happy with that. Um, however, on our wonderful um, wonderful guitar group, our good friend Josh. The youngster of the group, Josh, uh, Josh Bater. <laughs> uh, he's embarking in a little project, isn't he, Matt? He is. He's got himself a whole setup now, hasn't he? He's pick up, pick up building. He's bought magnets and spinners and counters, and I don't understand any of it. But <laughs> he's making himself a single coil, and it seems to be going all right for him. Yeah. yeah. Well. You say that last night he, uh, he he attempted doing it and he broke the wire three times, and then kind oh, of rage I'm quit. Um, I missed that. I was I was a little bit inebriated last night, so I missed whatever was going on. <laughs> you were, weren't you? Uh, it was your Christmas party uh, last night, wasn't it, Matt? It it was, and um, it wasn't supposed to be a free bar for the whole night. But if you managed to pick up tokens off other people, it was a free bar for the whole night. Nice. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, that was fun, especially this morning going back into work. Yeah, we we got a we got an admission of uh, of gratitude and of love from you last <laughs> night, didn't we, Matt? Yeah, um, I have no recollection of even picking my phone up. <laughs> it's all right. We've got some proof. We've got some proof there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, for our listeners, uh, our good friend made a little bit of a fool of himself. Um, in a nice, in a nice way, he just uh, he let us know all how much he loved us, and he uh, he loved being part of our our guitar community. 
which is lovely. And then I spelled some words wrong. Oh yeah, you definitely did. You definitely <laughs> did. Um, but let's not uh, let's not dwell on that. This is the season of festive spirit, isn't it? And you were imbibed in a in a fair amount of festive spirit last night. I, I certainly did. So he's, I missed something from Josh saying he's 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 no longer enjoying his pickup winding because last I saw he was on a thousand wines of his first pickup and it was going well. Indeed, you are correct, Matthew. Uh, it's not necessarily that he was uh, that it's not going well. It's just that he's um, a little disheartened by the process because he he managed to break this the the very very thin wire um, a couple of times when winding. Um, it, it is very, very thin wire. It's like kind of the thickness of a couple of hair, strands of hair. So it's easily done. And it's, it's again, it's a learning process, isn't it? It's going to yeah. be one of these things where he'll, he'll break some pickups before he, uh, before he makes them. Um, but then what he will get is absolutely fantastic sounding pickups, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Anyway, let's... Yeah, uh, definitely. Let's move on to our highlights of the year. So let's. This is basically what our podcast is going to be today, because because it's a festive uh, festive podcast, and it's going to be a roundup of the year. And we're going to look back onto our last twenty four episodes of uh, of this fret talk experience. I mean, the highlight of the year for all of us is the fact that this podcast started. Uh, around September <laughs> was it? About about Septemberish time. Well, surely it was twenty four weeks ago. Well, no, because we did like five at the start, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah we started with like a big big splurge, just to kind of get it out there. Because um, we <laughs> we'd done some tests and and kind of the checked the viability of it all and yeah, um, but. Our, our brainchild of a of a guitar talking podcast, which has never been done before at all. Um, it's not an oversaturated <laughs> market at all. Um, that has come to fruition, and we've got twenty five episodes now to show of it, which is like yeah. almost half of a year. It is. Which that's pretty cool. So yeah, twenty five. 25 episodes. 25 episodes. I know, yeah. So, uh, that I mean, that's that's a big highlight for the year. Um, but I, I was kind of having a flick through our last episodes um, and picking up on things that we've mentioned a couple of times and, and some stories that just kind of resounded with us. So, Gibson. Hey! <laughs> the, uh, the company... I mean, if you love them or loathe them, you can't get away from them this year. They have been Not making headlines. They're a bit like uh, the Miley Cyrus of uh, of guitar companies at the moment, aren't they? It's like any publicity <laughs> is uh, is worth it. Yeah. So <laughs> they've had their ups and their downs, and this isn't going to be a podcast where we start slagging them off. But we will. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about what, what's happened this year and, and, and kind of our, our thoughts about it. So, you can't mention Gibson without thinking about financial troubles this year. No. no. So, it's been a, a pretty sort of bad, bad year in the press for them, hasn't it? 
Yeah. So there's there's a, a rather large debt, and I don't have figures to hand. If you want to know figures, go back to our old episodes and listen to them. Um, but lots and lots of money. Um, so much so that they uh, they're selling off their Memphis uh, plant. Was it? Yeah. Yes, um, it was. So Memphis factory. So yeah, moving to somewhere a bit smaller. Yeah. Um, and is the Memphis factory the one that also has like the um, the museum as well attached to it? I don't know them that well enough. I, I can't remember to be honest with you. I've seen videos of the museum, but I couldn't tell you where it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that doesn't sound too good, does it? Um, so I mean, there's there's a bit of a downer with with uh, with that, and considering that Gibson are um they're a guitar company that even if you don't play guitar you'll have heard of them like fender yeah they are kind of ubiquitous yeah. with the word guitar aren't they you think of the word electric guitar you either think gibson or you think a stratocaster yeah so um the big g in financial troubles not a good story um however they've done some good things this year uh, what are some highlights of Gibson this year for you, Matt? Um, positive highlights. I mean, I know we criticised the 2018 range, but <laughs> that we did. The fact that they're they're still doing USA made guitars for 600 quid or 700 quid, whatever the cheapest ones are. Yeah, when, I think they're doing. You know, I think they're doing some US models for somewhere in the four to five hundred region at the moment. Yeah, with the the sales, I, I was talking about. I think the they were yeah. started out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The base six six hundred, and then yeah, they're like faded studios and stuff like that. And it's there's yeah. there's lower than that, isn't there? But yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's just the I think the faded series is the the lowest, but it's it, yeah, um, it's an all mahogany body. There's no maple cap to it. Okay, um, that'll save costs, won't it? Yeah, which I think is where a lot of the costs are. And like you said, it's the faded finishes, so they're, they're not exactly the most desirable-looking guitars. But <laughs> I think the fact that, you know, you can get a USA-made, and if you want to go for last year's model, you can get them for 350 400 quid. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And if you look at a, a Fender for the same thing, you're not getting a USA until you sort of hit 900 to a grand these days, and the Mexican ones are starting to, starting to creep up that way. Yeah, I mean the Mac, as as far as I I remember because I, I I I haven't looked at prices of uh, of Fender for a long while because I'm I'm just not interested. I don't really want to buy a Fender, um, but <laughs> they used to be the the Mexican range was about three fifty, um, and now they're at least double that. I was going to say they're five six seven. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think I paid something like it was about four and a half to five hundred for a um, a classic uh, strat. It's classic fifty strat, um, yeah. which again was Mexican made, but was specced up to the hilt. Um, yeah, and now that's not getting you a. I mean, that's getting you a. Um, a classic vibe that isn't it that's getting you a square classic vibe yeah, yeah and, I mean like 
my Cabernet was five hundred and ninety quid. I think they were six fifty, but I managed to get them down. That's Mexican made as well, but yeah. you've got the same pickups that were in the custom shop, the those Fidelis ones. Yeah, and obviously it was a, a limited run FSR. Whereas these days, if you're looking at a, a Mexican FSR, you're looking at nine hundred to a grand. Yeah. So I mean, we have so I think we have ripped on Gibson for their pricing. Um, but they're not the only they're not the only company that's doing it. No, not at all. Uh, I still think that what they're asking for the um, the standard is something like two uh, two thousand eight hundred or something. Yes, and I, I think, think two six or two eight. Yeah, I think that's a bit much. Um, but I mean, it's competing with a PRS. Mm-hmm. And what's what's what what's the PRS these days? Uh, it's P- grand, has it? always been like three grand upwards, hasn't it? For the um, the the fancy fancy models with the um, flamey flamey tops and the the binding. But is that not what a, a Les Paul standard is these days? It's a flamey flamey top with bindings. Yeah, I, I saw um, a certain Brighton based company um, had. Uh, the, I think it was a Facebook advert actually. But it was from this certain company. Shop. Yes, yeah. Um that do they also do keyboards as well, believe it or not. Um <laughs> just in case anyone didn't get that very subtle reference. Um and they'd put uh pictures up of the new um I think it was the high performance range. Um and that uh the burst finishes that kind of just end. Yeah, the the don't Halfway. go. Or the, oh my god, I I cannot get on board with that. It looks as if the like it was a lunchtime or something, and they've got halfway for the the burst, and they went, oh, it's lunch now. All right, yeah, send. Yeah, and then somebody else has accidentally not realised and just stuck it on the yeah. shop floor. Yeah, it's passed it on yeah. to Tony, who's on lacquering, and just went, yeah, he's, he's finished, sure. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, I can't get on. Can't get on with that. Um, but yeah, there. I suppose it's competitive. Um, they've done some things which have impressed us this year, though. Um, the double cut. Um, price wise, we we were not cool with, but the the idea of it. Um, yeah. it's taking some new steps, isn't it? It is. It's it's doing something a bit different, which, but in the right way. It's 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 reintroducing things that people wanted rather than just sticking some technology on a guitar. They've thought, what might people want? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, and it's it's modern looking. It's it's not like the old uh, the old double cuts. I like the old double cuts, by the way. The uh, the old Les Paul double cuts. I like them. I've never been a fan. I've uh, never been a fan. But to be honest, the new the new double cuts, I think they're they're new. They're yeah. they're exciting. It, it, it's a modern twist on a, a classic design, isn't it? And oh yeah, and it's rather than like I say, rather than just sticking technology on it, they've thought, how can we make this a reality and you know something that somebody might actually want to buy. Yeah, yeah. And, unlike and, a burst, 
Best driver. <laughs> yeah, okay. So they they they've got one in the plus plus column for the the double cut and then they've they've came straight back with the burst driver which was like four grand for us it was a custom shop les paul with with a drive circuit in it yeah an un, unnamed drive circuits That's not it. even you know it's not like you can go oh yeah stick me a one platumnus in there no no it's just a drive circuit yeah, yeah, we'll talk about the Tumnus actually a bit later because that one's been getting some um, some love this year, hasn't it? Um, it has. So we've we've got like one in each column. Go on, I'll I'll give give him another plus. The Gary Clark Junior signature uh, was that the triple P ninety um, SG uh, SG. I uh, said Telly then. Yeah, telly, yeah, the <laughs> the the good old Gibson Telly. Um, <laughs> Three three P nineties. Does it have a Bigsby as well, or is it? I don't think so. Uh, I always associate Gary Clark Jr. with Bigsby's. So let's say it's got. Maybe one. it does. Let's <laughs> let's just say it has. <laughs> <laughs> because well, why not? It's Christmas. Um, it was sensibly priced as well, wasn't it? That, it was like that, twelve hundred yeah. quid. It was less than that. It was. I think it was uh, just about the grand mark, wasn't it? Or was it? It's, but it's, even so, it if, if it's if it was twelve hundred, it's an SG with three P nineties. Yeah, I'm it's, down a, with it's that. a cool guitar, and and it's definitely in a plus column. It's definitely in a plus column. Do you want to go in the negative column again? Um, should we go for like the three hundred and fifty slash signatures? Yep, we will. So we've got, <laughs> I've got the Anaconda Burst um, Les Paul, which you had in. Uh, was it like three diff- three or four different versions? Like you had ones with signatures on them, which yeah, was... it was 1500 quid for his signature, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> Anaconda Bus. It, to be fair, it did look pretty wicked. Um, but it's for slash it's collectors. Green. I liked it, yeah. I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I um way 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 back in the day i've been playing for about a year at this point um and there was a a local band where this girl had a uh, an emerald green um epiphone uh les paul uh and i'd never seen anything like any green guitars before and this (laughs) it looks it looked very similar to the anaconda burst it was a bit darker um, but it reminds me of that, and I coveted that guitar, something rotten. So <laughs> I've got a fond nostalgia for this uh, this slash Anaconda Burst. But am I paying f- like five, six grand for it? Am I bollocks? No. No. <laughs> I'll <laughs> buy an Epi Les Paul, go down home base, get some green paint, I'll do it myself. <laughs> I'm sure I can forge Slash's signature on it as well. It'd be close enough. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, there's no way I'm paying fifteen hundred quid for somebody to tie me guitar unless he's bloody, I don't know, Jesus come back from the dead. Yeah, I was going to say, Freddie's doing it as well. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even pay God fifteen hundred <laughs> to sign one guitar. Um, <laughs> but there's, there's not only that. Slash did also have he had a Firebird signature in two different colours, like a white-ish and a like a grey kind of yeah I don't think I've ever seen Slash yeah. play a Firebird in my life so 
I, I don't think he probably knew what a Firebird was until they said, come and sign a few of these so that we can stick an extra 800 quid on the price tag. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've got some in the uh, in the the Gibson shed. They go, oh, we've got these Firebirds, they're not selling. Slash, come here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We've tried. We've tried putting an Epiphone on the headstock and, and Joe Bonavassa's name on it. And it hasn't worked. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll scrub yeah. that out. We'll put Gibson on it, and you come and sign it. I see. <laughs> we'll um, put another pickup in it, and that ties in with him becoming a, a global brand ambassador, doesn't it? <laughs> Whatever one of them is. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> the the first and last we ever heard of that, weren't it? Yeah, that was the same time as the Anaconda burst, wasn't it? Uh, very similar. Um, I think there was another signature as well this year of Slash. Yeah, but I, I, can't I think remember. it was another Les Paul, wasn't it? Probably. I think it was, I, I want to say it was a Sunburst Les Paul, but I can't actually remember. <laughs> it, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a tobacco burst, wouldn't it, for our, our Slash? You um, never know. They've, they've probably done enough tobacco burst now. Maybe they went for a Sunburst one because maybe it. he once held one. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he was, he was stood in the guitar shop, and there was one within a hundred meters of him. Oh well, um, yeah. we we do mock. Um, I, this is one that I, I didn't actually have written down on my piece of paper, um, but our bloke from Mastodon, he's quite. Oh yes, the very scathing review. Yeah, oh, what was his name now? Kelleher. Um, Bill Kel- No Kelleher was the the. Yes, it is. Yeah, Bill Keller. Yeah. It's the um, ESP Explorer that didn't he have an Explorer? He isn't did. That, yes, and our good friend the Guitar Geek has got one. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Same, I remember same something. Chap. Yeah, same chap. <laughs> um, but yeah, he had a um, a Gibson RD signature. Then after that, didn't he? Um, and he's now moved to ESP. Um, yeah. Because apparently Gibson weren't treating him very nicely, uh, but they they no, can treat slash wonderfully. Person. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't know. We'll we'll leave it there. I think we've uh, <laughs> we've. I think just before we we leave Gibson, just we might have slated them a lot this year, but I mean, I've coveted. A, Gibson Les Paul for a long time and I'm finally on my way to getting one yeah. you own a Gibson Les Paul I do yeah the Guitar Geek's got a couple of Les Pauls an SG an Explorer it's I don't think we think they're a, a terrible company it's just this year some of the decisions they've made yeah they're making bad day. choices this year aren't they um, yeah. but it, so, it it looks like it's on the uh, on the rise actually it looks like it's on the rise yeah I don't know we'll see I think that that might. It'd be, be interesting something. to see what they do in 2018. Yeah, whether they just stick with the the 2018 series and cut back on the four grand for a guitar pedal that you have to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, as as much shit as we've talked about Gibson for the past, like probably at least 15 episodes, we've been talking <laughs> about them. Yeah. And, and Which like, is more than we can say for some of the other brands. I mean, what have we talked about Fender apart from the odd signature model? Yeah, we talked. We talked about the um, the three signatures that were quite silly. Uh, we talked about. I don't know. There's been little bits of news, haven't there? But Gibson, it's been quite constant. Yeah. Um, and like I say, it's it's the Miley Cyrus of guitar um, 
guitar companies, whether they like it or not. It's when Gibson start twerking on the uh, the M, uh, MTV Music Awards, <laughs> then we have to worry. But I don't I, want to see that. No, I don't think I do, to be honest. Um, but anyway, moving on to some uh, slightly more... I was going to say slightly more uh, light-hearted news, but it's not at all. This year, we saw uh, restrictions in in uh, Rosewood and certain other woods as well. By the the CITES or the sites, um, CITES. Um, which yeah. has been the huge impact on um, on guitar manufacturers on on Gibson. We've seen them using um, using Rosewood and Ebony less and in favour of Rich Light. Um, yeah, but it's not only them. There's um, Reverend. Uh, I think our friend Chris was talking about how they're using uh, like a maple and resin composite. Yeah. Um, get, um, Fender have moved over to Pau Ferro for a lot of their um, yeah rosewood style boards. So yeah, which is. Um... That's quite a step up considering Pau Ferro used to be sort of on, on their custom shop as an extra, an, an added extra for extra money. Yeah, yeah, instead yeah. Instead of Rosewood. So for them for them to decide that they're just going to have to scrap Rosewood and start using Pau Ferro shows that, you know, this is a massive thing for all guitar companies and they're going to have to start thinking about things. Yeah. Um, and for, for some of us, it's not been too much of a problem because it's... <laughs> It's not too dissimilar um, in terms of look, um, but for but for some of us, um, especially uh, Chris Chris Wilson, who's appeared on our podcast quite a few times, he absolutely despises the look of Pau Ferro, uh, and he's not the yeah, only one. He... Um, he's yeah, I can see what he see what he says. He says it looks um, it's usually a bit lighter, isn't it? Um, Pau Ferro, yeah, uh, and looks a bit streakier with the grain, yeah, um, which is sometimes indicative of cheap rosewood. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if it's something that we get used to. Then it's something we get used to, isn't it? I think whether we like it or not, we're going to have to get used to it. I don't think. With the the restrictions that have come in place, there's there's nothing the guitar companies can do. If you're going to ship guitars with rosewood in bulk, they're going to get stopped for sixty days or whatever it is whilst they're investigated. Yeah. Make sure all the paperwork is there. It's all going to get signed off by three or four people, and you're just going to have to live with the fact that if you want rosewood on your guitar, it's going to be it's going to be an expensive process and take twice as long to get places. Whereas if you want to use Pau Ferro. You won't have any issues. Yeah, and with um, with guitar shipping, expedience really is the key, isn't it? Yeah. We are an impatient bunch. That's it. If you've got a new model and you announce it and then you say it's going to be out on this date and then it gets delayed by two and a half months, people are just yeah. going to cancel their orders and buy something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, one of our friends in the, uh, in the, the group had... Um, had the same thing with a Marshall code. He ordered it at the end of last year or something, and it, it he was still being told that they're not they weren't arriving by the the midpoint of the year, and ended up cancelling it and getting something else, didn't they? Yeah, and 
Um, he put up with that for a lot longer than I would have done. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. He soldiered on. Uh, it's probably for the best, though, because I've heard some, <laughs> some poor reviews of the Marshall Code. Um, yeah. Disclaimer, um, I've yet to try one myself, so... You... I've I've not tried one. I've not tried a Katana. Um, but, but from what I've heard, I'd pick a Katana. Yeah, um, but I think... Obviously... Let's talk about the katana then, actually, because um, that's uh, that was a blinder, weren't it, from Boss? Yeah, I mean, it's a 2016 release, isn't it? But oh, was it? Like everybody thought. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was just gonna be a flash in the pan. It just kind of like was, and then just this year, everybody that seems to have got one just seems to have fallen in love with them. Yeah, it seems to have taken the taken the world by storm, really, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, everything in that price bracket. Anybody that you see on YouTube will say, don't get the Fender Mustang GTs or whatever they're called. Don't get a Marshall Code because the the Katana is just absolutely killing it. Yeah, I think what they've done that the others haven't is simplicity. They've got like the four channels on it, have they? Like the clean, yeah, four or five. crunch, drive and like brown sound or something like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've not, I've not tried one myself, actually. Um but it's it's simple and it's it's intuitive and you just get on and do it and then then they've got the software that you can go in and deep edit and so you've got the 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 next step of um adjustableness what yeah. can, what can't i think of words tonight adjustableness <laughs> yeah that's a word um adjustability that's it yeah um <laughs> So they've they've really thought about um about the user interface with it. Uh, as far as I'm aware, yep. like I say, I've not tried one. Um but I inherently trust the the word of uh, of Andrew because he knows what he's talking about. He's been doing this for a yep. really long time. Really, really long. It's not long. just him. It's not just <laughs> him that's saying that though. Yeah. There's there's yeah. hundreds of people out there and they they all or the, the vast majority have said the Katana is the best thing that you can buy in that price bracket by a, a fair distance. Not only that, I um, I was on one of these uh, guitar sales forums the other day, um, and s- some chap was like talking about wanting uh, wanting a guitar amp that was relatively affordable. Uh, he was talking about a tube amp, actually, um, and there were there were people honestly coming up and suggesting a Boss Katana. It's not like they weren't trolling and coming in and going, "Oh yeah, get a Spider Line Six uh, <laughs> Spider Two. They were saying they were genuinely going, actually, for the money, get the uh, get the Probably Katana. Better. It's it's relatively cheap and you can gig it, and it it takes pedals as well. Yeah, so. It's 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 an amazing thing, and like you say, everybody just seems to be enamoured with them. Yeah, and I'm absolutely hating it. I am really hating it. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Boss at all, but I can't, I I cannot, with with any right mind, slag this thing off because it's getting good press. Uh, but Boss are not squeaky clean this year, are they? They've got some. Uh, <laughs> got some things that they've do, done wrong do, uh, do the Gibson positive and negative channels are we go on <laughs> we will 
Are, uh, we, are we throwing one in the one in the bad side? Go on. What What do you reckon, Matt? Uh, I I reckon I don't know. Maybe like if you re-released maybe two or th- no, we'll go for three yeah. old pedals. Stick them in a box and write a number on the box for like an anniversary or something. Yeah. And then instead of charging forty quid for each pedal charge 250 quid for each pedal but you can't buy them individually so <laughs> you've got to pay 750 quid for it if they would have charged like 100 quid per pedal how even 150 quid a pedal like at 450 i would have been mumbling and grumbling but i wouldn't have said it was unfair <laughs> at 750 <laughs> yeah fair three pedals one of which is totally not usable yeah well it's it's not it's not a pedal that you'd you'd put on your wish list is it (laughs) no it's not a pedal that if you switched it on you'd know exactly what it does straight away Mm, yeah it's it's a it's a strange one but yeah i mean um, there's reason for it and i know they're commemorating the um the heritage of the company and it's for collectors and it's not for not for us but it's it's silly it's really silly isn't it it's It's really silly yeah and anybody who doesn't realize what we're talking about is them three yeah the the, the traffic lights um traffic light box i think they were kind of colloquially known as um ds1 sp1 and yeah so you've got the yeah the ds uh not the ds sd1 isn't it the, it's the overdrive od one sorry od one uh the od one which is the overdrive you've got the spectrum which is like the yeah, notch SP1. filter and then the the is it the phaser <laughs> the p ph i don't know uh something like that probably um probably <laughs> it shows how much we care about this <laughs> it really does doesn't it? all i wanted to do is rant about it <laughs> yeah um what they did release this year was the katana mini as well um which yep. not quite as good as the katana but um as far as like little lamps go um your alternative to that before um we've got the the black star fly, fly three, three. which is supposed to be really good um yeah but you've also got like the the marshall ms2 which it, it sounds like farts in a box <laughs> um Yes, I believe we spoke about the fact that we both had Marshall MS2s that didn't last very long. No, they didn't. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> the Katana is going to be a little bit more robust than that. Um, and, yeah. So, I mean, that's a thing. I know uh, Chris is getting one of those, isn't he? He's getting the Katana Mini for his yeah. uh, like, nice little practice rig so he can just plug it in and play at home. Um, however another one for the negative side and I cannot remember for the life of me what they call it but it was either under the boss or the Roland name again did the 75 watt version of their uh, 150 watt head that they released last year um, it, the, the name escapes me um, but solid state 75 watts and it was something like one and a half grand what yeah <laughs> I'll have to get some more details on that so that I can rip it properly. But, you know, it doesn't 
it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. The, the same people who are making the boss katana and who are thinking like thinking about the user and thinking about their market just go, oh yeah, let's make a like a grand and half's worth of solid state um, portable amp head. It just it doesn't. It, I don't understand. Like if you you know your market is they've got the blues cubes that people are enjoying but aren't massively there. No, they seem why, to have calmed down then? a bit now. Um, I, I've heard blues cubes being used really well. They do sound very good. Um, and again, from me, who doesn't want to want to like Boss creating nice things? Uh, yeah, then they're not as ubiquitous as they kind of first were. But the katana has has really took the world by storm. Um, yeah, I've just found it. It's a Boss Wazza amp. Yay, that's the one. The what? Yeah, the the Wazza craft amp. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. 75. It's scalable as well, isn't it? So it's like 75. 50, 15, and 1. Yeah, yeah. And it's got, and it's bit, got the legendary brown sound, apparently, whatever that is. <laughs> Makes you shit yourself, that does, doesn't it? <laughs> I thought that was just describing the tone. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, they bought out that, the Wasser Craft down. Don't worry, though. It's come down in price. It's no longer 17. 50 it's down to 1550 okay i thought it was 15 anyway it's 17 <laughs> i mean and, and if they come in at something like 400 quid i might consider it at 15 who wants a 75 watt solid state amp um, in 2017 i know uh, but if if like it springboards on the the success of the katana People are thinking, yeah, I want that katana sound, but I want it in like a beefy amp with some proper tech behind it. Then, then maybe. But for that price, I, I, I don't know who the market is. Oh, it, it might just be me just missing the point completely, but I don't know. Don't know who it's for. No, uh, no, I don't either. We'll we'll wrap up our our boss section with something that kind of divided opinions. The, um, the pedal with the possibly the worst name, the angry driver. And I, I want to say that it's a really good idea, but don't call it the angry driver. Yeah. If you've got anybody with a sense of humor in the office, <laughs> you call it the road rage. Yeah. You call it the road rage and then you get a laugh out of people. That's and they it, think, yeah. Where's this come from? You realise it's an angry Charlie and a blues driver. You've got an angry driver. They've got road rage. And it's really clever and it's a great marketing tool for you. But nobody at Boss has got an imagination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's cool that they're doing collaborations with another a pedal company and uh, someone who was a fan of Boss as well. Because um, Josh, is it Josh Scott? No idea. Sure, it Sorry, is. Sorry, I don't, I don't Why not? know much. Josh of JHS Pedals. John Hornby Skews. There we go. That's his name. Um, <laughs> he um, he he was a really big boss pa- uh, boss fan and modded boss pedals to get into kind of the the pedal 
um, business. Maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I need to start modding boss pedals. But I'd be doing it angrily. Whereas he was doing it out of a place of love, I'd be like, oh, they sound shit. Let's make it sound <laughs> less shit. Um, I was going to say, I can send you a couple of boss distortion pedals if you want them to, you know. Yeah, to, to ruin. Try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As long as you don't want them ever working again, yeah, they'll be fine. Um, but yeah, the, the angry driver. So, I mean, in terms of like innovating and like companies working together, which hasn't really happened too much in the past. I know it's happened a couple of times, but it's not happened yeah, but it's, on such a big scale, like such a big company as Boss. Um, so. and, it's, and it's not been like two massive pedals like the the Angry Charlie, which is, you know, taken off massively yeah, yeah. For, for JHS and the Boss Blues Driver, which love them or hate them. Everybody's heard of a Boss Blues Driver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my local um, PMT... Uh, had a massive, massive um, Boss Blues driver that you walk into and then it was their pedal section. <laughs> it was wicked. But did they have more than five pedals in their pedal section? It did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need a lot to of go this place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, I'd, I'd heard of it. I'd seen a massive, massive um, representation of the Boss Blues driver. Um so yeah, two two absolutely massive pedals, to, uh, like one kind of pedal giant and one very much established up and coming um, pedal yeah. um, company teaming up uh, to to make <laughs> the worst <laughs> named pedal. <laughs> but no, it was, it's it's a cool idea. Um, did it work out? I don't know. I mean, I've not heard anybody talk about them since they've hit the shelves. I'll tell you who has I've... talked about them. Our, uh, our good friend, Philippa, from uh, yeah, from Denmark. Denmark. Yeah. She's, yeah, uh, she got one, didn't she? She did, yeah, yeah. And I, I haven't seen the video about it. Um, she released one recently where she did something with it. Um, so that's probably worth checking out. Um, but I think I need to try one. I think I'm not going to, um, tear it apart until I've, um, until I've given it a good go. Um, we're pretty much at an hour. Yeah. Um, let's carry on. Why let's not? make it a quick Christmas two hour special. Christmas special. <laughs> uh, so Let's let's soldier on. Let's get through all of this material. Um, the Tumnus Tumnus Deluxe that's been kicking up a bit of a bit of a storm, hasn't it? Yeah. Now I tried one of these when they were first released. Now I, I've, I've got to say that since I tried the, the particular pedal that I tried was then sent back because it was in one of those um, that had a recall on them. It was whatever yeah. serial numbers were. There were there were certain ones of them that had slight issues that Brian Wampler found out had issues and said, send me them back and I'll send you a new one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is absolutely fantastic for a, co for a company to do that. Um, yeah, definitely. It just shows that, you know, they, they care about what their reputation is. You know, they could, they, they said that it's not that they don't work. They just have something that's slightly different. Yeah. Um, and it's not, not to Brian's 
standard. Therefore, send them back and get a new one. But the one that I tried, I wasn't any more impressed pressed than I was with the the, the mini tumness, the original one. Yeah. Um, I don't see the point in having the buffer switch on the outside. Um, I'm never ever going to decide that I want the buffer on for one song and off to the next <laughs> song. Yeah. Um, so you know, it, okay, it's easier to hit the side of it than it is to take the whole thing apart, but it's also easy to accidentally hit the side of the pedal, yeah. depending on where it is. Um, and I thought it sounded best with the bass and the mids left flat and the, using the the treble control to. Oh, do you to, like the original anyway. Scoopy sound. Um, yeah, so I was basically just using it like, like the original. And uh, that toggle switch in the middle does a tiny bit, but not much. I I think that might be part of the recall. To be honest, I think it might be worth um, might be worth you having a a kind of second opinions on that one. Um, the buffer switch on the sides. Um, I I defended last time, and I'm going to defend again. Um, <laughs> the the man who makes the pedal, Brian Wampler. Um, I listen to his podcast quite a lot. Um, believe it or not, I not only do a podcast, I, I listen to podcasts as well. Um, uh, his his uh, podcast usually drops the same day as ours as well. It's uh, it? yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's a dilemma for me. That is, that's it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he he stands up against us every week, but he does. <laughs> um, yeah, he talks about the way that he uses pedals, and he he's very much a tweaker. He will like have one pedal board for one gig, and then like completely switch it around for the next gig, uh, and has known to kind of like switch pedals in and out in between sets um so in his mindset having a a buffer that's easily accessible um is a invaluable tool um and i can see that the way that he would use that um the yeah it's almost essential for him but then why is it not on every single one of his pedals? Why is this a, a relatively new thing for Wampler? Um, pass. Uh, let's get him on. <laughs> rather than fight him. him. Yeah, let's, rather than <laughs> fight him, we'll, uh, we'll get him on. We'll, we'll join forces. It'll be... Uh, Sounds like a plan. F- uh, chasing fret tone talk. <laughs> okay, the the name needs some work, <laughs> but we'll we'll get him on. Uh, so yeah, that's our um, that's our talk about the the Tumnus. They also released the uh, Ethereal this year. Um, I yeah, don't think so it's that's made landscapey one. Isn't yeah, it? it's not made many waves over here, really, has it? Um, it's no, but it's. I mean, it's not really aimed at. Yeah, it's P Dubsy in it. The rock guitar scene that we're in. No, yeah, it's as far as I uh, as far as I know, it's it's very kind of uh, soundscapey, very washy, very ambient. Um, good for your shoegazy type stuff. Good for your P dubs, which we don't get over here a great deal. Or if we do, I'm completely yeah. ignorant to it at least. 
Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'm completely ignorant of most modern music, so yeah. we might have a massive scene that I've just missed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we do. We're not a hugely religious country, are we? Not anymore, no. Um, I think that's probably a topic we should steer steer well clear of. It seems, <laughs> seems like it'd get us in some, uh, some hot water, that one, didn't it? Um, everyone's allowed their own beliefs and... And we're all very tolerant of of that, and and that's where yep. we will will leave that particularly hot potato. <laughs> uh, but yeah, speaking of kind of spirituality and and all that jazz, um, we've lost two. Um, not like lost them, as in can't find them. We've lost two um, quite influential musicians this year. Uh, I think we mentioned both of them on podcasts. Uh, one of which was breaking news. We heard about uh, Mr. Tom Petty as we were podcasting. Didn't yeah. We? Um, but yeah, that was one with Ollie, wasn't it? Yeah. So we've got Tom Petty and we've got Malcolm Young um, have left us this year. Um, two very influential musicians. Um, I will put my hands up and admit that I am ignorant to Tom Petty's music quite a lot. I've I've heard certain things, but I know Malcolm Young's a lot better. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. Um, although, um, to be fair, I, I just think about this. I've never actually played any ACDC live. I've played a couple of Tom Petty songs. Oh, wicked! In bands, done Free Fall, and I've done. A, I can't even remember what the other ones are, but I've, I did a few of them because. Uh, one of the guitarists in one of my old bands was a, a, a big fan of Tom Petty. Yeah. Um, so we did a, a, a couple of his, but I'm I'm the same, I'm in the same boat. I'm I'm a massive ACDC fan and Malcolm Young was obviously a, a bigger and a bigger influence on my playing than than Tom Petty was, but both is definitely a sad loss this year. I mean no dates because you're uh, you're rocking some Gretsch style pickups in your um in yeah. your uh, Yeah, the Cabernet. Yeah. So yeah. So I've got a, a hollow body with, or a semi hollow yeah, with um, with filtertrons, which is basically yeah. the Malcolm Young signature, just in a slightly different shape. That's it. His um, um his signature. What was it? Was it a, a duo jet? Yeah. So it's a duo jet. So it's like the small yeah small body with the two two round yeah. horns. Yeah. Two cuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I know the guitar pretty well, and but it started off red, didn't it? It started off with a kind of a, a cherry finish, yeah. and then he stripped it back. And it, and it started off with two pickups and four I th- controls. So it had three pickups, didn't it have? Or maybe it was three pickups. And Has the, it got a hole in the middle as well? Yeah, yeah. And now it's I believe made, so, yeah. But yeah. And it, it ended up with just a neck pickup and a volume control, and that was it. And all the other electrics were ripped out. And... I... I th- I'm sure I heard a story about him stuffing socks in the um, in the open pickup cavities as well to prevent feedback. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, uh, he's he's walking in front of like five thousand watts of of martial goodness. <laughs> yeah, um, between him and Angus. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought with with their amount of money, they could afford better than socks. Maybe it was a new set of socks every night. Or, or some specialist tone socks. I don't know. That, maybe that's what Ch- 2018 from Albania. <laughs> 2018 tone socks. That's a that's your. That, hot, I mean, merchandising idea. 
hot tip for you. Fret talk, tone socks. <laughs> yeah, well, when we get our uh, e-store up and running, that's going to be our first... Uh, yeah. First sale. Tone socks. Uh, that's it, yeah. Fret talk branded tone socks. Um, so let's look <laughs> forward to um, what's going on. Uh, 2018 or some predictions or some kind of what we'd like to see so we've talked about Gibson and we're um, we're interested into what they're going to do in fact actually very recently they've um, they've mentioned three guitars that they're um, they're uh, releasing in 2018 that's um, coming up in their 2018 catalogue um, I only know two of them because I, <laughs> I did it from memory. I didn't uh, didn't write them there. Uh, <laughs> but they're doing a kind of uh, an altered-shaped double-cut Les Paul Jr. Yeah. Uh, so they they had TV yellow, I think, with a with a torque pick guard, which stick a torque guard on anything, and you you're mine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that yeah. that got my uh, my vote um, on the uh, the double cut as well, actually. Um, the Gibson logo was the the old script logo. Rather, I didn't than, notice that. Which uh, it's a classy touch. <laughs> it's a classy touch. Um, but also the uh, the RD is is being released as a a standard. It's a really model. dopey guitar. Really dopey, yeah. Real dicks. <laughs> um, I don't like it. It just looks like somebody's melted a Firebird. It looks like a um, a sad jazz master, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, a very sad jazz master. Um, <laughs> it's been out in the sun too long. That's, that's it. it melted. <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, a jazz master that was made out of some kind of like vinyl, um, and now it's 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 not looking good. Um, but I'm yeah, not uh, a fan. Like I say, uh, the Bill Kelleher had a had had one. Um, I'm what sure. Was the, no, is Lee Lee Malia? Lee Malia had the RD. He did. I'm, I'm the sure. Guy from. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, bring me the horizon. Is it? Yeah. See, we're down with the kids. We are down yeah. with um, the kids. Don't, just don't. And don't ask me to mention any. Bring me the horizon songs. I'm, I've played a <laughs> Bring Me the Horizon song. What um, was it called? I can't tell you. And <laughs> it was a very simple one. It was like four chords um, was that because the guitar was melting out of the way <laughs> it was uh, it was a student's um, a student's request um, yeah I, I, I learnt it very quickly and then forgot it even quicker um, yeah we've all been there <laughs> yeah so oh so I, I just had uh, next door neighbours going, oh fucking hell! <laughs> I'm really hoping that, that got picked up in the microphone. That'd be brilliant. And I'm not editing that. I don't that think editor. we heard it. Oh well. <laughs> I mean, I, I I heard something, but I couldn't I couldn't distinguish what the words were. Yeah, well, oh fucking hell was the uh, the words. So right, good on you, our chap. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you too. <laughs> Um, so yeah um, RD it's it's coming yeah, back no um, it's not my personal uh, choice but it's nice that they're 
mixing up the lineup a, a bit as well. Yeah. And like you say, with Lee Malia, I'm I'm sure Bill Keller had, had a, an RD as well because his um his ESP looks very RD shaped. Does it? Yeah, I don't He's know. More on that. <laughs> well, I can't can't say he looks he looks much harder than me, so I'm not going to say anything bad about. Him. <laughs> um. So. Yeah. I mean, that's Gibson. We can't talk about Gibson all all day. It's Christmas. There's we can't. Three more though. There's, there's not just those two. There's. Oh, there's, is they're bringing back the Elite Series and they're putting three guitars in it. And so there's a there's a Les Paul with a Bigsby that's in silver burst. Oh, you've um, ruined it at the last minute. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. Um, it it, it a, tickles some people's fancy, doesn't it? The the silver burst. I quite like a silver burst on right, but it just—it's at least it doesn't stop halfway round. Yeah, yeah, that—that'd just so be stupid. It's, it's that a, would, it's, wouldn't it's it? It's a full burst. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, yeah, so there's that. There's an Explorer Elite, which is—it just looks like a black Explorer with gold hardware, which looks pretty cool to me. Yeah, it's, White your, scratch plate. it's your standard Elite. That's Explorer classic. That is. Yeah, and there's one other guitar in the Elite series that I can't remember what it is. Um, it, it'll either be an S. Oh, it's a Firebird. Oh, is it? But again, yeah, I don't know what makes marks the Elite series out from anything else. Um, I, I, apparently, it's the re-release of the Elite, but I it's, don't know what Gibson. I assume is. it's more expensive. <laughs> um, but I to guess. it might be different pickups. I don't know. I'm I'm just speculating. Um, how about? So let's let's leave Gibson alone. Just you, we can't talk about them all on Christmas Day and get everyone depressed. We're a jolly, jolly, jolly team. Let's get the Christmas yeah. spirit back. Um, pedal market. What what's your predictions for next year? Because um, this year there wasn't really a trend, was there? Last a lot the last couple of years there was the clon thing, and then the kind of Dumble Dumblesque pedals came yeah. along. Um, and then this year was just kind of anything and everything. Yeah. Um, uh, well, there was there was quite a few delays, weren't there? I mean the the um, that the it's not the analog delay. That's the the Joyo version. The uh, the MXR carbon, carbon copy, copy deluxe. deluxe. Yeah, that came out. Yeah. The, um, the flashback two. Flashback two. The 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 blue one. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, flashback. <laughs> no, no, the other one. I can't remember who makes it. The, um, the, the, yeah, the one. Don't look at me. I'm not the delay guy. You're the delay guy. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, as long as there's flashbacks, out, I'm I'm happy. Um. So yeah. So del- I'd say it like last year or th- this current year because we're still in 2007 was a kind of it was a delay year. No, no, we're 2017, not 2007. That's it. Yeah. So you've lost 10 years there. I'm sorry yeah <laughs> damn that that was it, it all went by in a flash yeah yeah I suppose there have been a lot of delay pedals this year haven't there they have um, um, what are you thinking for the pedal market in general what are you thinking might be the trend just I'm I'm, I'm not so sure that there is going to be a, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of people just trying to go I need to make something that competes with Certainly, I think TC have kind of sewn up that 
120, 150 quid market so well that if somebody doesn't break in there soon, they're going to have 70 or 80% market share. Those yeah, those line of pedal, pedals are absolutely fantastic. I know you've got a load of them. I have. I've, I've, a, I've only got the, the Hall of Fame. Um, I've got flashback minis and um, all sorts of mini. So I think I've got three or four of their mini pedals. But Yeah. To be fair, I need to get a delay pedal. Not all of mine have been the uh, the full size. I've got the Corona Mini. Um, Is that a beer? <laughs> yeah, it's disappointing. <laughs> the, this standard size Corona is only three thirty mil, so it'd be a. <laughs> oh, that'd be horrible. It's like a one two five mil bottle, is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the call it the Corona One Chug. <laughs> Sorry, which one's the crew? Is that chorus? Yeah, it's the chorus. Yeah, um, I've I've got the mini one of them, and I've got the mini um, the mini shaker. Um, which is the Univibe? It's vibrato. Ah, uh, right, okay. Um, it's all the same to me. It's it's possibly the most fun pedal that I've ever played. That is, I really like the shaker. Um, I don't. I think need to get. It. I don't think I need the full sized one. I think the mini one's fine. Um, cause you just set it and it's just silliness. <laughs> it's just silliness. It puts a smile on your face. Yeah, it does. It makes me think of like the late sixties. Right, so like okay. if you're playing anything like cream or anything like that, just whack that yeah. on and it just, it, it gets you in a happy place. <laughs> um, I think I could probably do with the Corona full size, to be honest. I, I, I'll, there's some tone prints on there that I like. Um, the um, CF, uh, the uh, LCF, I think it's called, uh, one of TC's old, old, old pedals. They do a tone print um, for each of those. Um, and the chorus right. sounds wicked, but there's also like a, a flange mode on it, which is brilliant as well. Um, so, yeah, I think I could do with the um, the bigger chorus. Um, yeah. But I mean, no, no great need. Um, sorry, what were we talking about? The pedal market. The pedal market in 2018. 2018. Going forward. Um, yeah, and I, mean, I and I said that, like I say, TC have got that 120, 150 pound market kind of. Yeah, sewn up, haven't they? You, you you can't really look elsewhere. Well, you can look elsewhere, but yeah, you're getting maybe not an inferior quality, but you certainly don't get the same same range of tones out of yeah. a pedal that you can with the the TC stuff. Yeah, I mean, some people um, kind of compare uh, compare those TC pedals to to being a bit like PRS guitars in the fact that they're Technically, they're they're very good, um, but they lack a kind of soul um, that you get with other things. Um, I think it's absolute bullshit. Um, yeah, I'm, like I say, I'm a fan as well, so you're, um, you're not going to get me to agree to that. No, I, I, um, I, my TC board is one which I um, crave of versatility and crave good quality sounds, and every time they deliver, every time. Yeah. Um but enough 
of praising TC for their old older pedals. Their their budget line seems to have uh, kicked off quite a bit as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think again, you know, it, once they start competing in that market, it's kicked Moore on. Moore starting to to re look at some of those pedals that they've had around for four or five years now and do do different things with those again so i think we'll see a lot more of that in 2017 uh, sorry 2018 yeah yeah 2018 oh it's, it's coming it's coming soon it's scary i know um <laughs> what i'm thinking i'm seeing a lot of companies throwing their hat into this um this modeling ring you've got more have done it you've got uh this head rush thing that's been released quite recently um, the Helix yeah. has been out a while. Kemper's been out a while. Um, Axe Effects has been out a while. It might be a case where you see a couple more companies throwing their hat in the ring for that. Maybe Hoto. Yeah, or, or Joyo as well. Yeah, maybe they're getting getting involved with that. Who knows? Um, but yeah, um, I'm thinking modelling's going to be um, going to be a big thing. Um, Maybe, maybe some more kind of um, digital controlled analog pedals because we saw. I think that. Yeah, we saw that with the brothers. We saw that with the um, Strymon uh, Riverside and the. Is it the Sunset or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the two drive pedals. Yeah. Um, although I've not seen them. Kicking up much of a fuss. Um, uh, I I saw one on the shelf in GAC when I was in there in November um, <laughs> that looked like it hadn't actually come out of the display cabinet. Yeah, I think that probably um, sums the lifespan of that up, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I can I know why you're saying it, but um, I just don't think as soon as you start putting digital elements into an analog pedal, yeah, it's going to take take things away i mean for people like chris who use the es8 probably a, a, a brilliant idea if you can control it with a yeah. with midi and get five or six different sounds out of the same pedal yeah in principle that sounds great but i don't think there's anybody that's actually managed to do it well yet no so maybe that's where um where headway is going to be made in the um in the pedal market yeah and if somebody cracks that, that'll that'll fly off the shelves because ES8s and ES5s and MS3s are popping up all over the place. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're almost on everyone's boards, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, if I could afford to to throw whatever it is at an ES8, I'd definitely get one. Yeah, my God, they're expensive, aren't they? Yeah, they're like 800 quid, I think. Oh, that's... 700 quid. <laughs> Bloody hell. Um... Yeah, even the, the MS3 is 400 quid. Is it? Yeah. Otherwise, I'd add one. Better off just buying a um, uh, what do you call it, a katana. <laughs> just yeah. Just buy buy one of them. Buy the footboard. You sorted. Oh, do you dear. think the katana will 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 make my pedals go in a different order? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> if I just drop it on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's what we're kind of thinking about the. Uh, the pedal market. How about any brands that you're looking forward to? Looking for, I want to see what electroharmonics do for, because they just bring out different things that nobody ever thinks about. They're one of the few companies that 
Innovate. I mean, I know you think it's a terrible name, but I think the DHX Blurst <laughs> is just something that nobody else has ever thought thought about before. And it's a Simpsons reference. I mean, <laughs> it how, is. How, how much better? Than, how much better can you get? Yeah, it was the best of times. It was the, the blurst, blurst of times. times. Yeah, <laughs> it's quality. Um, yeah. Speaking of VHX, though, um, kind of September, October-ish time, if I remember rightly. In fact, it was a bit later than that, actually. Green Russian, just out of nowhere. Yeah. That was wicked. Um, that was it. No no advertising at all. Nobody was any, any the wiser until it dropped. Yeah, but I think... Um, it worked, didn't it? Because it was... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's one of those coveted pedals, isn't it? Everybody talks about the, the green Russian big must and they seem to have done a good job in reissuing it because everybody who's reviewed them on the internet said they're, they're cracking. And the um, the op-amp as well, the op-amp uh, big muff has just been kind of again out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, it's only been announced at the moment, hasn't it? It's, yeah. I don't think I've seen any reviews yet, but... No. People uh, are... People are losing their shit over it, aren't they? Yeah. And quite rightly so. I mean, the Russian comes out of nowhere and seems to be exciting everyone and everyone whipping it up like a storm and then the op-amp comes out. So... Yeah. It's, like I say, I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do next because they're always doing something, whether it's innovations or reissues or yeah just slight slight twists on on things be interesting to see what they do in 2018 i, w- I want them to come up with another innuendo pedal like the cockfight <laughs> everyone loves a, a good old uh <laughs> bit of cheeky <laughs> double entendre the hairy thumbs up if you will the, uh, i've still that's uh that's still to be made that one the enclosure's um, painted and done. I just need to get the um, get the circuit built. But, yeah. but 2018, it will it will get done. The year of the hairy thumbs up. That's it. Yeah. Get a, a pedal review demo for that as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of a a, a roundup of what we think is going to happen next year. Um, other brands that I wanted to kind of talk about as well. Um, Reverend was one because they seem to be making some headway. Yes. Um, they're a brand that if you'd have asked me what I thought about Reverend guitars at the start of 2017, I'd have said, what's a Reverend guitar? Yeah. Um, it's not something that I'd ever heard of before. Um, I think, they maybe appeared on a couple of podcasts last year. Was it the Billy Corgan signature? Yeah. That kind of kicked things off. Yeah. I'm, um, I was getting ready to hate the company because of all of the marketing push that seemed to happen. But then yeah. the the um, reverends have been getting in the hands of some people that I trust, like Mr. Chris Wilson uh, and good friend yeah. Mick Dodd, the uh, yeah. swearing like a sailor machine. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's brilliant. I love Mick. Um, he's he's a good laugh. He is. Um, yeah, and um, they they've got reverends and they're absolutely um, singing their praises. And this is Mick, who's got CC one as well. 
yeah, yeah, he's got a, the collector's choice that everybody wants, and he's got one that Steve wants, and Steve has a CC one as well. So it's not just like a, yeah. a, a a fantastic guitar; it's a really good example of a fantastic guitar. Yeah, and he's singing the praise of this uh, this reverend. It's eight hundred quid or seven hundred quid. Yeah, reverend. So yeah, yeah. No, um, they've got to be doing something right. Um, another company as well, uh, Yamaha. Yeah, Yamaha. Yeah, with their Revstar series. Yeah, um, they they just seem to be um, coming out of nowhere again. Because yeah, I mean they've. They've always been known in the budget market for the uh, the Pacifica, and that's been like a constant over the entire time that we've been playing guitar, at least. Yeah. Um, and it's it's constant and it's a quality, but it's not exciting. No. And then they've been known for these lot like, really high end, um, the SGs and and whatnot, um, yeah. and not really much else. But recently, the Rev Stars have kind of bridged that gap. Um, and they yeah, look wicked. Um, they do. They look so cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I managed to get my hands on a couple of them in in Gak when I was over in the, uh, November, and they play really well as well. Yeah. Like, they, they, there's. I think I actually preferred the lower end. I think I played one that was about four hundred quid and one that was about seven hundred quid. Yeah. And I preferred the, preferred the four hundred quid one. Um, I just had a bit of a chunkier neck, which is obviously we, we keep talking about the fact that I've got a weird fetish for chunkier necks. And... <laughs> it's a strange um, one. But yeah. But it, it, yeah. different and strokes again, for different folks, isn't it? It's just different strokes. Yeah. Again, Mick's, Mick's got a, a, a Yamaha Webstar. I thought you were going to say Mick's got a penchant for the uh, the thicker necks as well. Um, <laughs> I don't know about Mick's penchants. I, I, I bet he can. Uh, Tell us some stories, Armic. <laughs> um, I'm not sure that they'd be podcast worthy. No, he, he'll tell us them, but we won't be able to wear them. <laughs> but it'll entertain us, nonetheless. Armic, <laughs> good man. Um, so yeah, I think those are our kind of picks for the for the next year. I think Revstar are going to be doing some uh, Revstar. No, no. Reverend <laughs> are going to be doing some stuff that uh, quite interesting. EHX are always just yeah. constant, constant gloriousness. Um, TC might be one to look out for with their budget line kind of rolling out and and um, Yamaha as well. I think Yamaha are definitely doing stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm cool with that. Right then, on to our kind of final, final little section. We're an hour and a half in. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Um, it's Christmas, Christmas Day extravaganza. Yeah, extra long. Um, so, what's been our favourite gear of the year? Oh, am I allowed to say that gear of the year? Um, um, yeah, why not? I don't see any guitar any stuff with that. of the anum. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> We've got our own brand now. Um. So, what's your favourite thing that you've bought this year? Give, me, give me a couple. Yeah, give me a couple. Um, I'll go in. I'll, I'll start with the, the best piece of gear that I've bought this year. Um, 
and it's a really close call, but um, the Analog Man Chorus Mini. Okay. Um, and I'll make a confession now. I don't like Chorus. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Chorus. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'd go so far as to say I hated Chorus. Um, Those are strong words, Matt. But... Is this going to be an... that plays eight? <laughs> I was going to say, is going to be another like shit. delay versus <laughs> reverb? <laughs> no, not at all. Playing play a band that plays eighty stuff, we play Tears of Fears. We've done um, Duran Duran in the past. We've done all that kind of stuff, and yeah. you've got to have chorus. Oh yeah, definitely, um, definitely. To get the sound of the eighties, yeah. I went down to Steve's um, in February before I was over in November, um, and. He plugged in about seven different pedal boards because he's got like a million pedals, um, and I just focused in on the 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 um, Analog Man Chorus Mini. Um, it based on a an old Boss CE one or CE two, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but um, it's just it doesn't have any of the issues that the Boss has. It doesn't have the loud hissing. It doesn't have. Any any of the, the rubbish that goes with it, it just uh, and you can set it subtly. It's not a, a chorus where you put it on and it makes your guitar sound like a horrible chorus. Uh, <laughs> I can't I can't sing a horrible chorus noise, but you know what I mean. No, you know no, that no. Horrible, horrible drench. Yeah, yeah, that kind of weird throbbiness. I was told that yeah, the uh, but, the hissing of boss pedals was character, and that. I should just deal with that. It's it's all part of the charm. <laughs> no, I don't yeah, want to have not. to fight with hissing. I don't want to need a noise gate to turn a pedal on. That's it, especially if it's a chorus. My God. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, so I, I played this Analog Man Chorus Mini. Yeah. Fell in love with it. Um, it just, it was, everyone said there's a, there's a chorus sound out there for everyone. Yeah. And, I found the setting on this pedal. Um, they're not cheap. They're really not cheap. Like, oh, yeah, with the um, words analog man involved, the, it's not going to be cheap, is it? I, th- I think it's like $300 plus import tax plus, if you, if you get caught on that, and then plus shipping. Um, I didn't pay that. I bought what Steve had a couple. And I bought <laughs> of course it. I think he I did. Two and, of course he did. I think I gave him 230 quid for it. Um, that ain't bad, is it? And... I, I, it's the best 230 quid I spent this year and that's like no joke like I, it, it's given me a love for chorus um, to the point where I turn it on more than I should probably um, <laughs> you know it's on in songs that don't need chorus but it just it gives you, gives you a clean sound something extra without being in your face yeah um, and I think it's there are other chorus pedals out there that do it but I think this is the, the one that's done it best that I've ever heard yeah, um, it can't be a, a copy of the CE2 because I believe the CE2 be was the two knob one, um, and that wasn't subtle at all. That was you turn that on and you sounded like the 80s, it sounded beautiful, but you sounded like the 80s no matter what. Yeah, uh, no, this you, you can you can do that if you like slam everything to the right, but yeah. like analog man is it it probably is because it's a two knob one but um, analog man have added a you can add a third control which is a mix control okay. so you can blend in a um blend in a your clean tone as well 
yeah. which I think is probably why I quite like this version, is because you can you can get yeah. enough clarity through as well as having the two knobs for your, your rate and depth. Yeah. It's always um, nice having yeah, that. Yeah. It, yeah, I like I say, I love it. So that that'd be my number one. Um followed closely by Crowder Audio Hotcake. Um which, was that this year that you bought that? February this year. Okay. Um I I, I bought it off Steve as well. <laughs> nice. Um I I was rocking a soul food as my rhythm drive and um it absolutely blows the soul food out of the water, as you know, it as well it should, but um Yeah. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Um, again, that's my my rhythm sound is the the hot cake and to go with an AC fifteen. I thought it sounded good with Steve. I think I played it through Steve's Jackson amps head. Jackson amps with Jackson amp works head. Um, and yeah. that sound it sounded great there. But with the AC fifteen, it just it was built for an AC amp, and you can tell that they just. Yeah. Fantastic pedals. I have got one. Um and I don't get it. I don't get it. Um I I think I, I might I might need to adjust my uh the way that I set it. Uh so I might need to get some uh some pointers on that one. Um start with everything at twelve o'clock. Everything at twelve o'clock. Take your presence down to about eleven, if it's getting a bit brittle, and then just adjust the volume. My problem with it was that it was there wasn't enough clarity in it um, throughout the presence spectrum. I weren't getting any brittleness right, okay. behind it. I was I was just getting fluffy, fluffiness. Really? Yeah. Really? I wonder if it just doesn't like... Uh, is, that, is that in front of your Black Star? Um, yeah, I think I've, I've only I've only used it at home at the moment. I've yet to have it in front of my HT40. Um, so is that, is that just in front of the HT5 that you've got? Yeah, um, but it's it's generally quite a bright sounding amp anyway. It's not, it's not like overly bright, but it's not... It doesn't lack brightness. It's not dark it's yeah. at all. Um, I don't know. I will experiment more because it's a bloody expensive pedal. Um, yeah. And I, I need to need to get the best out of it of, or to sell it, one of the two. Um, well, let me know if you're selling it because I, I ought to have a spare because it's just <laughs> on permanently at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about your um, not shoreline gold but still gold streamliner? The gold dust scratch. Yeah, the, the gold dust scratch will come in third at the moment oh, only for the fact that the other two I've had for 10 months and yeah. have sort of gone onto the board as soon as I got back and not left the board since and yeah. I've fallen in love with the, the, the streamliner again I've, I've spoken about it on every cast for like the last four or five casts at this point and I, I just love it um, it's it's absolutely fantastic Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I still don't understand how they can make a hollow body guitar that plays as well as that does for less than 400 quid. Or I think mine was 425 because I got a bloody uh, Bigsby on it. I, I think everyone everyone who's listening to this cast will know that you were turning your head to, <laughs> to look at that guitar every time you were saying that. 
Cause, I, I can't not what because I just you mentioned like, it <laughs> through the through the microphone. I, I won't even try and edit it. Out. I, I don't even know how I would to be honest, but I'll, I'm just leaving it. It's gonna be gonna be funny. Um, yeah, so it's really hard to remember what I've actually bought this year. Um, I think I think I bought the Variax this year, uh, and that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, I had the fireman bought for me, which again was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I I bought a, an, I think I've bought two Mojo Mojos this year. So, <laughs> um, without, <laughs> I think that's a bit of a cop out answer, though, isn't it? That's a bit of a cop out. Um, yeah, bearing in mind you already had one. Yeah. Yeah, it's or not. Seven. It's nothing new. Um, the adverse effects honeybee. Um, I bought that this year. I bought that um, in I think in January maybe. Oh, it might have been later than that. Um, but that's been on my board since because that it pairs really well with the um, with the Mojo Mojo. Um, yeah, I, I use the Mojo pretty much as my standard drive tone. Uh, and then if I need a bit more gain, I put on the uh, the honeybee, and it doesn't colour it too much. It's almost quite quite transparent. Um, it thickens it up a bit actually. It's got a bit of a, bit of a base to it because it's um, it's supposed to emulate a Supro style lamp. Uh, right. Okay. But it's it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd like to give a shout out for that one. Adverse effects. Check them out. They're they're awesome. Um, especially this honeybee clone. Um, in fact, there's been a couple of pedal companies that have been mentioning honeybee flavored um, pedals recently. So, yes, maybe that's the yeah, that's uh, the 2018 flavor. Um, but Adverse Effects did it first. Well, <laughs> cloned it first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I like that one. Um, I think. Just out of sheer coolness, the fire uh, fireman. I've got a an Ibanez fireman, um, and it's it's got a ridiculously chunky neck. You'd lo- love it, Matt. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's got single coils. The weight of my heart. It sounds it's it still sounds like a, a rock machine because it's mahogany, and the the thick neck as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that yeah. one. Um, it's cool. It just looks really, really cool. So, coolness beats. Can't I, I can't argue with that. Um, An honourable mention. I got um, I modified a guitar this year with um, it's a an an ESP LTD TE two O two, like as a backup for my main um, yeah. main instrument. Um, but it's the one with the humbucker in the neck, and this is the one that now has two tele pickups where the humbucker should be. <laughs> uh, that is possibly the coolest thing I've ever ever done, done. to a guitar. So that's <laughs> that's got my honourable mention. Um, is there anything that was uh, that's been shared in our group that you've uh, been particularly fond of this year? Uh, yeah, Steve's had a. a, a fair few things obviously i managed to go down and try some more of that out but um yeah 
the uh, Friedman mini Shirley combo. Yeah. The 20 more, 10, 1 by 10 for some reason rather than a 1 by 12, but it still sounds monster when you plug it in. It's, it's just that's if Marshall stopped pissing around with the code and the <laughs> the rest of the bloody shit yeah. that they're releasing at the moment and just did a 20 watt head that sounded like a Marshall, like Friedman does, yeah. it sounds like what a Marshall's supposed to sound like. Um, everybody would be raving over them again but yeah the, that yeah. Friedman um, mini Shirley was an absolute crack and amplifier and um, the company Exotic that do the the pedals yeah um, the, the one that we got confused about last week yeah the, the SP and the SP. SL and yeah, the it, it, sexy penis and the sexy penis compressor <laughs> it's not a, it's not a boost it's, no <laughs> it's the it's the EP that's the boost isn't it or is yeah so, yeah, <laughs> the engorged penis yeah. is the boost. The sexy penis <laughs> is the uh, the compressor. If you ever need to remember it, that's how you remember it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So um, they've started making guitars. Um, I don't know whether they've only just started making them yeah. this year, but certainly the one Steve had was a 2017 model. Yeah. Um, and it it was the one that they instead of it's got a baked maple neck and they've oiled it and okay. they won't tell us what they've oiled it with but it's, it feels amazing the, the tears of unicorns i mean it it wouldn't surprise me if it was the tears of unicorns because it feels yeah like nothing else like yeah, they've got really oily like tears really oily tears but <laughs> once you can get that if you can rub it onto a guitar it <laughs> feel the greatest yeah I mean, it's a Strat-style guitar, but it was HSS, and it was just... Everybody was just blown away by it that, that went down to Steve's. It was just a, an absolutely fantastic guitar. I might have to be controversial and say that HSS is is actually the best Strat setup. It, of course it is. Of course it is. I, I think... I, th- I do like... I do like a, a, a good standard Strat I, sound, and you can't get the position two to sound... Oh position two e enough you know bridge and middle that kind yeah. of nuffler quack you can't get that yeah. with, a, with a booker too well but having the booker in the bridge it's worth it takes away the glassy horribleness of a strap bridge pickup <laughs> you've you've not tried a good strap bridge pickup that's all i'm saying <laughs> um, i know i know i know we'll, we'll sort it out matt 2018 is the year that you will fall in love with strats again. It may well be. It may well be. Uh, um, yeah, but, but so yeah, the, the, exotic. Thing, the other thing, the other thing they did as well, they did the the Osnoy boost pedal. It was somebody's signature. I don't know whose signature it was. Uh, yes, he's a guitarist. He's he's Rayleigh, I believe. Osnoy. Oh, is Osnoy the guy's name? Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just thought it's a. It's a two-channel boost, and I thought one side was called ours and one side was called <laughs> Oh, dear. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... It's, so, it's not a normal name. It, I mean... No. <laughs> it's not one. It's not uh, that, a name that you'd see too often, is it? Osnoy. Not at all. So, yeah, I can um, understand. But, yeah, I, I tried that pedal, and it's got... I think it's the left-hand side is the cleanest boost you will ever hear in your life. Like, you put the gain up to... 12 or whatever 
you know, put the gain up yeah. as far as it goes, and it's just extra volume and nothing else. It just it gives you more of that guitar and that amp. It doesn't yeah. color it at all. It's just absolutely phenomenal. And then you've got the other side, which just gives a little bit of extra, a little bit of extra grit to, to yeah. the sound as well. And then you can run them both at the same time to get Ooh. extra again. And it's just, I d- I'm not a boost pedal person, but that if, was just If you amazing. were, it'd like, be that boost pedal. Yeah, I mean, if I had like 400 quid to drop on a pedal or whatever it is, I don't think it's 400 quid, but... <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be cheap. It's um, It's a signature pedal it's exotic as well so yeah yeah but whatever it was like that for me was the best pedal i tried um that weekend um and i tried a fair few yeah i can't believe you thought osnoy was the name of the pedal (laughs) well it is the name of the pedal uh, yeah i suppose (laughs) it is yeah um what have i liked this year that people have bought um chris's rocker 30 is it a 32 um, yeah, he's yeah. only just recently bought that, and I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, he fell in love with that at Pete's at Fretfest. Um, he spent a good forty minutes just in a room playing Queen Licks for uh, <laughs> Rocker Rock Thirty Two. Um, Who would have thought? And it sounded great, Chris playing Queen Licks. Um, <laughs> what else have I liked? I liked um, our good friend, um, the guitar geek. He managed to pick up a. A semi-hollow with harmonica inlays. <laughs> it's like some yeah, unbranded, like three-three-five copy, and it's got harmonicas as inlays, and it's just it's the 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 most awful thing ever. <laughs> but oh yeah, I think it it looks pretty cool. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, okay, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have our final question before we wrap this monster cast up. Absolute monster. God damn. It's, it's <laughs> yes. It's close to midnight. Something evil's lurking in the dark, is it? <laughs> I don't know. It's um, close enough. It, it, it's, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a song. Um, so, um, what what's our wish list of the the stuff that was released this year that we haven't bought but are covered in? Uh, EHS, um, Green Motion, Big Muff. Oh, you bastard! I, I was going to say that one. I'm. I think I'm sold on it. I've, yeah, yeah, no. I've never been sold on a Big Muff before, but <laughs> I think. <laughs> that's not good on that road (laughs) I'm saying nothing mate it's all about the fat necks isn't it it's not about the big muffs exactly exactly Um, yeah but um, yeah I think the the green Russian um, to be honest with you I wouldn't mind is it the canyon I wouldn't mind trying one of them as well yeah Um, I'm just trying to think what else uh, was released this year I've looked at quite a lot. Obviously, if I ever came into any money, I'd get a Friedman Mini Shirley because yeah. they might be what seventeen hundred quid or whatever you want. But it's the money well spent. In my in my opinion, it's the best twenty watt amp that you can buy. Fair play, fair play. 
Um, I, I was definitely going to say the the green Russian muff. Um, I haven't found a fuzz that I like yet. Um, but from what I've heard of the the green Russian, I think um, getting a, a a Russian through mail order might satisfy my needs. <laughs> Who knows? May <laughs> um, well do. The the op amp one sounds pretty good actually as well. I'd be interested to try that. Um, the TC tube pilot as well. Which was a tube pilot? Is that one of the cheaper ones? Yeah, yeah. One of these. Um, it it was released just after the analog armada stuff, um, but it's basically um, in. Input volume, output volume, and a twelve AX seven. Right. Okay. Um, it sounds a bit gnarly. It sounds a bit like toppy and gritty, but I'll, I'd love to give it a go. Cheap tastes, isn't it? Like asking for uh, some EHX pedals and, and a budget Behringer pedal, <laughs> uh, Behringer um, TC pedal. TC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Freudian slip there. Um, if if you were to like really force my hand um for like something more expensive something a bit lavish um i don't know uh the black country uh, customs pedals the laney stuff yeah 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 i think yeah. I'm, I'm, i might be persuaded into one of them or in fact um our good friend, um, our good friend, um, someone who's uh, within a, within a couple of the groups actually, Mister Mister Stuart Tate makes um, makes some pedals, um, uh, and I've been interested in a couple of them, so I might be convinced yeah. with someone else's money to buy, uh, to buy his stuff. Yeah, I, I, Josh Baton that we talked about earlier that's been winding the pickups. He's got one of the Brexit means Brexit, yeah. which is basically a rat clone. Uh, yes, um, yeah, with more gain. Yeah, um, and that sounded. He, he brought that, that down at the first fret fest back in February, and yeah. that sounded pretty good. Yeah, um, I was pretty. I was really impressed with that. Yeah, he's done um, a single knob fuzz pedal recently called "Raise the Dead." It's got an awesome graphic on it. But <laughs> it's. I, I shouldn't talk about the graphics. Mick loved me, wouldn't he? Uh, <laughs> but it's it's a single. Um, single knob and it's a fuzz so the more you turn it up the more of everything happens so the more sounds like a good idea it, it sounds absolutely mental doesn't it that it'll just absolutely slam your input of whatever you're putting it into um, yeah but it sounds interesting I'll give it a go um, <laughs> so yeah that's been 2017 with your your Good friends at Fret Talk. Um, as for what's happening the next couple of weeks, I have a feeling we're probably going to take off the next Monday. So that'll be like... Uh, the 1st of January? 1st of January, is it? Yeah, so we're probably going to be hungover by that point. Um <laughs> Uh, I think I'm so, done with hangovers. <laughs> yeah. 
you've you've still got New Year left yet, Matt. You've you've got to have oh. at least one more. Um, so really, I th- um, I'll say that we're gonna we're gonna have that one off if. Uh, if we do have something, it might be that this is a two-parter. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, expect to see us, uh, like, second week back in in January. Um, if, yeah. if we're back Sounds- before that, we're back before that. Um, yeah. What do I do at the end of a podcast? I've forgotten. We, we're, like, we are two um, hours deep. Go on, Matt. You can do it for this one. It's Christmas. Um, Go on. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, if you've enjoyed the cast, please leave a five-star review on the pedal, the podcast catcher of your choice, whether that be iTunes, Stitcher, or Acast. Um, you can catch the Budget Pedal Chap at Facebook.com/slash/BudgetPedalChap, um, Instagram.com/slash/BudgetPedalChap. Or on YouTube, search for Budget Pedal Chap. Bang on. Um, you can catch me at, um, either in the, the podcast group, which is facebook.com slash Brett Talk Podcast. Um, you can see my band at facebook.com slash switchiom. Um, and have a fantastic Christmas period for everybody. You, you're an absolute pro, Matt. You've done it better than I would. Um, so we might we might let you do that again because that that was that was very good. Um, so yeah, from myself, from the the absolute consummate professional, Matt Quine, this will be a happy Christmas and good night. Good night. Good night. It's Christmas. <laughs> Calm down, Noddy. <laughs> Right, oh. <laughs> <laughs>